Welcome to the EK BJJ podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn and I'm the host and founder of this show. I hope everyone out there is doing well. This podcast is a movement and is designed to give you the tools to help you grow through your jiu-jitsu journey. And I'm here to share and serve you, the listener. Now, whether you've been following us for any amount of time or you've just joined us for the very first time, a very warm welcome to you. On this episode, I'll be talking about the best ways to invest your money when it comes to training in jiu-jitsu. I'll be sharing my own thoughts that will hopefully give you some tools, concepts and ideas that will serve you well on your journey. Now, before I get into that, I just want to take a moment to shout out our amazing collaboration family, Atama Kimonos Europe. Pedro and the team make all of our academy kimonos and I believe they are some of the finest kimonos for training in. Atama Europe can be found at atamaeurope.com. For those wanting information on me and my association, you can find us at ekbjj.com. I would also like to take this opportunity to invite you to join our student development program, which can be found at ekbjjonline.com. So let's get into today's episode. Recently, last week, I was traveling throughout Europe, teaching seminars in our affiliate academy in Poland. And I had an amazing turnout and an amazing time. I shared some great details and techniques with the people, and I got to network and meet some other amazing people who traveled to the seminar from all across uh, uh, Poland. While I was there, I was thinking about why people attend my seminar, or seminars in general. What is the value, and ultimately, is it worth it? And by that, I mean, if you look at the way jiu-jitsu has grown over the years, uh, I started, when I started to learn jiu-jitsu, I had to travel, I had to buy an air ticket, find the location where the seminar was happening, book my hotel, plan my route, attend the seminar, and then pay for the seminar, take the seminar, and then reverse that, that process. That cost a lot of time and a lot of money. Now, this was 25 years ago. And since then, I still to this day travel to take seminars, especially if my instructor, Hoyle Gracie, is teaching a seminar somewhere which is easily accessible to me. Obviously, now it's a little harder with the COVID restrictions, but I will do my best to go and take a seminar whenever I can. The other way of learning is DVD instructionals. This is the second way, DVD instructionals, online courses like the one I have, very much like the one the Gracie University has and and all of the kind of big names that come out um, have. They, They develop these instructionals for students to learn from. So when I'm talking about instructionals, I'm not just limiting that to DVDs. I'm talking about YouTube. I'm talking about downloadable apps. And I'm also talking about online learning portals. The other way to learn is a homegrown academy, an academy that is accessible to you, maybe a short drive away, maybe a short train ride away, maybe a walk away. There are many of these academies dotted around wherever you live. You just have to Google search and find them. But I'm going to put this into a kind of chronological order, look at the pros and cons of all, and then offer some information on the one that I feel is the most relevant and why. 
and see if in turn that will give you some value when it comes to deciding where best to invest your money when it comes to learning. Firstly, I'd like to say you cannot be a bricks and mortar academy. It's it's impossible. The reason you cannot beat that style of training is because inside that academy, you will have multiple trading partners, different body types, different levels of experience. You'll also have an instructor who will be there to provide you with live feedback and potentially go hands-on with you so you can feel the positions and receive live feedback. Any questions you have will be answered and you will be able to develop your skills in a more complete way. You will also be able to feel jujitsu because a lot of people a lot of us, we will watch instructionals or, or, or we will try to learn something through watching, but we never feel the resistance. We never feel the push, the pull. We never feel the weight. We may never get to adjust the details or have the training partners to adjust those details if the person is heavier, taller, uh, stronger. So in my opinion, the Bricks and Mortar Academy is a really good place to learn at for those points that I've mentioned above. Very, very simple. The next one we could potentially look at are these DVD instructionals. Um, Online sites, downloadable apps, as I just said. Now for me, these DVDs and online sites, to me, they're more like an add-on to your game or an add-on to your jiu-jitsu. They'll give you different perspectives, maybe different understandings. But where they fall down is there's no feedback. There is no questions that you can answer and you may lose the micro details if not explained properly during DVD. Do they have a place in learning? Absolutely they do. They absolutely have a place in learning. If you become like me, a jiu-jitsu nerd, you will undoubtedly collect a huge amount of these instructionals and I mean hard drives for. You will open your cupboards and they'll be stuffed in. You know, they'll be in your garage, in crates. They'll be in your loft, in boxes. You will accumulate a huge amount of these things. But most of them will never see the light of day because the amount of information you will be reviewing with the latest techniques that are being uploaded and DVDs and instructionals that are coming out every single week. Different concepts, different ideas. It's unbelievable the amount of information that is being transmitted through these online sites. Now, going back to when I first started Jiu-Jitsu, in order for me to learn, not only did I have to travel halfway across the world, most of the time it was Brazil, uh, New Jersey in America, um, Los Angeles. These were the places that I would frequent to learn Jiu-Jitsu. Now, I chose these schools because the majority of these schools were taught by the Gracie family and that was the style of jiu-jitsu which interested me the most. That was the style which I wanted to learn. That was the style that appealed to me the most and it's also the style which I teach today which is the self-defense aspects of jiu-jitsu. So I'd have to travel, I'd have to pay a lot of money and go there and then the second part of that was I'd have to come back and find a training partner or partners and begin to learn together, begin to learn from what I'd learn and teach. 
So it wasn't easy for me. I began traveling and learning jiu-jitsu, obviously at white belt, but really began honing my skills in, in jiu-jitsu when I became, became a blue belt. And I'll come back to that later on. The third method of learning, which to me is a very, very good one, is seminars. To me, seminars are amazing. Not only am I a huge advocate for attending seminars, I myself, as I said, have traveled all over the world to take classes and seminars from some of the most unbelievable jiu-jitsu exponents in the world. And in doing so, I've learned some amazing things, some game-changing things, some things that perhaps I would never have learned had I not traveled. I've taken classes with some of the most amazing people. Ilio Gracie was one of those people. Hickson Gracie was another one. My instructor today, Hoyler Gracie, Hoyce Gracie. So many of them that I've learned from and I've learned from taking seminars. Now, during those seminars, I've always asked questions and I've always taken notes, something which we'll come back to later on in this discussion. I always get to meet some amazing contacts and meet people I would never have had the opportunity to meet had I not taken that flight or, or visited that place and, and attended that seminar. That is a condensed version of why seminars are there. So those are the three things that I wanted to you know, discuss in brief. There's a brief outline there. So we have an academy, bricks and mortar. We have instructionals, YouTube, downloadable apps, DVD instructionals, however you learn. And then we have the seminars. Now, each one of those hold value. Each one of those, those hold value. For example, if you had 50 pounds to spend on jujitsu, where would it be best invested? Some people would say, yeah, DVDs, because you can always go back and you can review and then you can look at and you can keep returning to that point of reference and get details. And, and I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that. Yes, you can. But playing devil's advocate, we have an issue now that, let's say, the person teaching that DVD doesn't transmit the information or the micro details that you need as a jiu-jitsu practitioner to make that work for you. You're always going to be stumbling on that point. You're going to have no feedback. You're going to be unable to get the information you want. Now, with that said, of course, we're in a digital era where we can reach out to most people via social media. And most of them will respond. You can reach out and say, hey, I bought one of your <clears throat> or I downloaded one of your DVD, your instructionals, and I'm having real problem with this detail. What am I doing wrong? And they may take three, four, five weeks to get back to you, but eventually they'll get back to you and, and they'll provide that information. So DVDs, as good as they are, I believe they're just an add-on and they are a limited use to your technical knowledge and ability. Because we can believe we know that technique, but we don't actually know it. As we know, there is a massive difference with knowing something and believing something. And I don't want to fall into that realms of believing if I'm in combat. So, you know, I have to know it works. I have to have felt it works. I have to feel that pressure. I have to feel that grip. I have to feel how strong someone is. I have to feel if it works against all body types. And then that goes back to the Bricks and Mortar Academy. Um, I'm, I'm a school owner. I have an academy. I have 
an abundance of affiliates that come and learn from us then go and open their own school using our teaching mythology and our ideas so we have a very structured curriculum a very stru- structured system that is easy to learn that people can learn and pass the information on to their students and in turn they get to feel they get to spar a little if there's questions those questions can be answered if there's um let's say you're having a real issue with a with a, with a detail the instructor's there to help you and remedy that issue now going on to my third point the seminars the value of seminars is incredible for me not only do you get to train with one of the you know most current high level guys or, or maybe even someone who's just extremely experienced in in jiu-jitsu you get that knowledge you get that working experience you get to train with different people that are attending that seminar and you get to network and of course connect with others that you wouldn't usually have met with now with all of the above said you could attend a seminar taught by a world-class athlete but that athlete is unable to teach or give you the information correctly as in he or she would spend so much time becoming a world champion that they never take classes. Once they become a world champion, they then decide, I'm gonna make some money on the side, and rightly so, they've put in a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and they come out and they teach these seminars, but then what happens is, due to their lack of teaching knowledge, it's a bad seminar. You don't get the information, or they teach way too much that you just get overwhelmed and overloaded, and you don't really learn anything from it. And, and, you know, you can spend 70 to 100 pounds going to a seminar, sometimes maybe more. On the flip side of that, you may go to a seminar with someone who's not a world-class athlete, but is an absolutely amazing instructor. You know, someone who can teach you the fundamental principles and concepts of a position. For example, someone like, um, let's say, John Danaher, who right now is 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 on fire you know a lot of people see him as one of the most renowned instructors in the world to my knowledge he's never been a world champion i'm not sure if he's competed but i I know he's never been a world champion but has created some unbelievable world champions gordon ryan and gary toonan and these guys the danahar death squad guys are incredible again incredible in certain ways but john danahar is an he's a prime example of that so you know that is the concepts and the ideas now just to play devil's advocate a little bit there is a fourth way where you could invest your money to gain the best value from jiu-jitsu and that is taking private lessons with your instructor your assistant instructor or the teacher in that school now not every teacher in the academy are you going to be able you know you're going to click with you're going to say yeah i'd like to take a seminar i'd I'd like to take a private class excuse me with that with that instructor private classes are where you would pay a fee to said instructor for an hour of his time where you would potentially dictate how that lesson goes if you're having trouble with a mount say escaping the mount you would spend an hour with that instructor learning with him and you alone directly 
escaping that mount position over and over, refining that technique. Now I have students that take lessons with me all of the time. They, they choose to book private lessons and take private lessons because one, they may feel more comfortable in that environment. Two, they feel the value they get from a private lesson is tenfold than in a group class. So when I teach a class, we can have students on the mat, anything from, let's say, 20 to 30 students on the mat at one time, sometimes less, sometimes more. Now I have to go around to those students and make sure each and every one of those students are understanding the technique, that they're grasping the information passed pass to them. Because I don't believe in such a thing as a bad student. I believe in bad teachers. So it's my duty to make sure that they get that detail and that information, and that money that they're paying for, that they really get what they pay for, if not more. Now that can become very difficult in a group class because everyone has different levels of experience, different learning needs, different way they learn. You know, there are many types of learning. So I have to make sure that I'm on point. I have to make sure that I oversee the class. Unfortunately, in, in classes like that, it's very difficult to give students one-on-one -on -one time. Very difficult to go to a student who's having a consistent problem and rectify their problem without neglecting the class of, of the other students. So, of course, people are going to progress, but not progress as much as they would if they were taking private lessons. So, with those four things in mind, I have as I always do, come up with some strategies mainly for attending class and seminars. And I'll tell you why I chose those two. Because when you attend class, some people don't understand what, you know, what they're actually learning in class in the sense of where they position themselves, how they make the most of that lesson, how they get the most value from that seminar, how they can remember what they're learning and repeat what they're learning. So I'm going to give you a couple of concepts today or strategies really to help when attending both class and seminar, group class and seminars. The first strategy I would like to share with you is one of my favorites. I call it the vantage point and that is position yourself within that learning environment where you can get the best viewpoint for that seminar or class where you can literally see and hear everything which is being taught and said. Make sure if you can, that you can, excuse me, make sure if you cannot see, you move to a place where you can see. Now, of course, don't be rude and push in front of people and upset them. But remember, you've spent your hard-earned cash to be there. So you have to make the most of it. For example, in a group class, in my academy, people were scattered all over the mats. We used to do this thing where we would line up, I would teach the technique in front of them, and then change the technique into different positions so they got full vantage point. But over the years, I found people want to move around, they want to see hand position, they want to see leg position. So I allow that to happen, but what I would recommend is to be as close as you can without disrupting the class, without standing in front of someone you know, be courteous, be courteous, and if you're in front, lay, lay down a little maybe so everyone can see. But remember, you've paid for that class or that seminar. You want the best vantage point you can get. So sometimes you have to, goes back to one of our previous podcasts, being selfish. Now, being selfish, 
when I talk about that, I don't mean me and only me. I mean getting the best value for what you pay for because that's ultimately what we want. So number one in my strategies would be my vantage point. Where am I positioned um, in accordance with the instructor? Where's the instructor teaching and where am I? Can I hear, can I see, can I better my viewpoint? All of these things must be taken into consideration. So number one, vantage point. Number two, take notes. Taking notes, I cannot emphasize this enough. Now, whether you're in a seminar, whether you're in a group class, I had a student the other day in group class who brought in something called a jujitsu journal, which I'm going to use as the front cover for this podcast. That journal in there was broken down really nice. He said he purchased it on Amazon. And in there, it was the lesson, who the instructor was, what they were teaching, and a big kind of box underneath which had his own notes to remind himself. And I thought that was incredible because taking notes is super important when it comes to the learning process. You know, you're gonna have to write this information down. You can use it later to review and you can also use keywords and anchors which connect you and remind you of that position. Now, unless someone is actually physically recording that seminar, you or, or that class, you may never get another chance to review what you learned or, or review the, the, the techniques and, and, and get all the little parts and components, those micro details. So taking notes, I say this all of the time, one of the most underestimated things in school, in academy, you know, in seminars is note taking. So that's my second part. So we have vantage points and we have taking notes. The other one is stay on topic, stay on topic. Now, what I usually find in class, and I've seen this at seminars, is two people will pair up, they will learn the position, have a look at it, or it's a position they would have seen before, maybe not the same variation, but a variation of. They will grab a partner, maybe a stranger, maybe someone they know, and what usually happens is if it's in a group class because they know each other and they think they know the position it becomes something else it starts to become a mini sparring match it starts to become uh someone's doing the the, the technique and someone's resisting when when that's not what it is the idea is you know repetition is key if we can repeat those positions then we get them right now i don't say that you know you learn by repetition repetition has to be correct so we have to train ourselves to repeat this position correctly all of the time. So even if you did that position three times during the time that was allocated for you to drill, then that position, I would drill that perfectly. I would take notes of that position and I would also have the best vantage point, which puts me ahead of everyone else. The other thing that can happen when we're talking about staying on topic is we start to deviate. Let's say we're teaching basic arm lock from the closed guard. I've seen this many, many times. The student starts to learn this basic arm lock. They think they have it, haven't pressure tested it, just learned the, the basic nuts and, and bolts of it. And then they start messing around. The student starts to resist. One starts to resist, it then turns into a struggle. Before they know it, they're sparring and they're completely off topic. They then try to apply that into a live environment, sparring environment, different people. It doesn't work. 
they come back to the instructor and say, that arm lock you showed me doesn't work. Well, it actually does. You just haven't been drilling it properly. You've been resisting it. You've been going off topic. You've been doing other stuff. Or furthermore, what happens is they start to learn the position. They think they have it. It doesn't work for them. They then don't come and ask the instructor to remedy it or or question you know, why it isn't working to help them find the remedy. So they abandon it. And then that position is not in their arsonry. And in turn, they've lost a position which is such a valuable position for them and leaves a hole in their game. So stay on topic. Strategy number three. So, so, excuse me, strategy number three was stay on topic. Strategy number four, remain focused. See this a lot, again, in seminars and in the academy. While the instructor is teaching, some of the students are talking about something. You know, they're um, on their phone, maybe. They're picking their toenails, they're laying down, they're almost being disrespectful disruptive but quietly disruptive you know if you really want to disrespect the person teaching the seminar or the instructor teaching the class keep going ahead and doing doing those kind of things when the instructors are teaching in class or at a seminar you must remain focused you must remain focused for many reasons one it's disrespectful Two, it's disrespectful not only to the instructor but to the other students because you could be disrupting them. Some of them may have learning difficulties which they're easily kind of thrown off course by messing around or, or whatever. Talking, talking inside that seminar, talking inside that academy. People have paid to come and learn from that instructor. They've paid to be there on the mat with those that instructor. Now, you may meet someone that you've never met before at, at, that, at that seminar or in that group class but one thing is for absolutely sure you don't want to be off topic you want to remain on topic you want to remain focused you want to take notes you want to have an amazing vantage point when it comes to seminars and classes now with all of the above said I think that everything we've discussed has a place everything that I've spoke about has its place. If I was to personally invest my money into any of these things, they would definitely be seminars and you know, a full-time academy because I believe that is where I would get the most value for my money. That is where I would get the most learning experience and that is where I would progress the quickest. I would also invest in private lessons. Now, I'm not saying to you you should do any of these things. These are just my opinion for what they're worth. But that those three places are the places that I have found the most value. Those places are where I find growth. And those places are where I have managed to get the details that I've needed to take my jiu-jitsu to, uh, to the next level. Guys, I'm really interested in what you think about today's podcast please shoot me some comments if you don't already we have an instagram account which we're growing which is at ekbjj podcast and that's on instagram i have my own instagram for the academy which is at ekbjj on instagram we're also on tiktok and all the other social media sites that is really all i have for you today 
thanks for checking in thanks for coming back thanks for downloading guys please keep supporting keep sharing if you feel someone else would benefit or have any value from these podcasts please share them and i look forward to hanging out with you guys again next week if you do come to my class drop me some feedback let me know what you think let me know if there's any subjects you want to hear you know any experience i can pass over this podcast that's it guys i'll catch up with you next week take care thank you